I want to talk commodities, specifically gold. Let's bring in Brian Slusarchuk. He's joining me this morning, the CEO of Zacatica Silver. Brian, welcome. Good to have you with us. Uh, markets appear to be in a bit of a holding pattern, and investors really are just weighing the impact of a higher rate environment. One could argue gold hanging around this 1850 level, a reflection of that. Absolutely, Ben. And we've seen gold a little bit range bound here, as you know. But what's really important to point out, in my opinion, is that when you look at how to play this current environment and you look at gold equities as a potential place to invest, to speculate, it's important to know that many of these gold miners are generating incredible amounts of free cash flow at today's gold price. So many of us in the industry, myself included, are big bulls on the price of gold. I think gold's going higher for a variety of reasons, but I think that it's important to note, gold doesn't need to go higher for a lot of these companies to be just extremely profitable. And these prices work for many, many of the miners out there. Brian, it looks like uh, some of your bullishness comes from this, uh, as you noted, precarious spot, the feds, and in how, uh, well, they're going to have to raise rates in a fragile economic environment. Absolutely. I think the Fed is boxed into a corner here. It's a very fragile economic environment. And I think gold is very much a situation right now of heads, gold wins, uh, and it tails, gold mm. wins. I think that we're in a tough spot economically. If the Fed gets too aggressive on any sort of tightening on uh, raising rates, it could really impact in a negative way the American economy. It could hurt home owners. It could hurt the middle class. We know that scenario, and it's a very dangerous situation. What? At the same time, inflation running uh, like a runaway freight train here it is hurting savers. It's hurting the middle class. Everybody's feeling the pinch at the grocery store, at the gas pump, and they can't allow that to continue. Gold thrives in these times of uncertainty. It's mm -hmm. a great hedge, not only against inflation, but it's a great hedge against uncertain economic times. Uh, you know, you mentioned the miners here, and I guess I'm wondering, and uh, you actually touched on this as well in your notes, it looks like, in this higher rate environment, where does that put them in terms of CapEx and uh, some of the expenditures? Well, Ben, it's a great point. And I think that I'm very bullish, as I've said, mm -hmm. on the price of gold for a variety of reasons. But one thing that we need to do is be a little bit cautious with the gold mining companies that have these huge CapEx expenditures coming because the gold mining companies that are in construction phase, et cetera, aren't immune to CapEx blowouts caused by this inflationary environment. So gold miners, when they're building an operation, uh, suffer from the price of rising fuel, rising construction material input costs, et cetera. So I think it's really important that while we stay very optimistic on the sector, because the underlying reasons are there to be optimistic, we also need to be cautious with CapEx and be cognizant of the type of project within the gold equities space that we're investing in. And to that point, 
really looking for high grade, high margin projects where CapEx isn't a big sensitivity in the overall economic analysis. Brian, uh, you said uh, gold wins uh, heads, gold wins tails, ultimately. I guess I'm wondering, what if all of a sudden the, the discussion in terms of the Fed and the aggressive nature that we're expecting them to take 50-50 in the upcoming meeting next week and the July meeting ultimately, we saw that with the RBA in the overnight session, so very much hinting that that's the path and the trajectory. But CPI later this week, if it comes in soft, if we start to see some of those inflationary concerns ease a little bit, where does this put gold in some of those expectations? Well, I think that if you see, you're going to see two different routes here. Either the Fed gets more aggressive uh, with tightening or uh, things go the other way mm -hmm. and they realize that they've got to take the foot off the gas in that direction. And again, I think it's positive for gold both ways. If there is real economic uncertainty out there, if after just these very small minuscule uh, hikes and minuscule moves towards tightening causes economic shockwaves of any sort, it, I think it's going to indicate to everybody out there the real fragility of the economy. And in times of uncertainty like that, Gold is a safe haven and will benefit from that. On the flip side, uh, I think that the environment for gold, you know, is just extremely uh, strong. Uh, if that path isn't taken, you know, as aggressively. Uh, Brian, lastly, talk to us about what we're seeing in terms of uh, some of the physical ETF demand for gold and uh, flows there. Sure. One thing that, that I tend to look at, in addition to the physical demand flows, and obviously we've seen news out not only about uh, the ETF flows, but we've seen central bank buying mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. uh, around the world that's been quite sustained for a period of time. But what I look at from an equities perspective is the flow of funds into the precious metals funds, et cetera. And what I'm seeing on the gold equities right now is you've got the precious metals funds invested in the space. You've got the specialists invested in the space. You don't have any meaningful flow of funds from generalist institutional investors into the gold equities yet. And remember, the gold and silver space are quite small space relative to some of these other sectors that you talk about. It doesn't take a lot of new inflow to really have a dynamic impact on the pricing. So the precious metals investors are already there. They're in the space, they're believers. When those funds start to see some inflows and concurrently the generalists enter the space, it will become, as it always does, a situation where too much capital is chasing too little idea flow. And that's where the long-term precious metals investors really get torque from being in the sector. And in terms of other products, we've been mostly focused on gold here. Uh, what's on your radar and what should our viewers be watching as we uh, work our way into the central bank activity expectations again for a rate hike next week and really just throughout the summer? Well, I think that the precious metals are, are the place to be. I also think from a big macro picture, we do see very bullish scenario 
for metals such as copper. Okay. You see uh, constraint there on the supply side. You see questions about actual Chinese inventories right now versus reported inventories. And there's a lot of work going on as to determine exactly what that looks like. And at the same time, you have governments around the world continuing these big infrastructure spends, fiscal mm -hmm. stimulus, the likes of which we've never seen. We see a move to electrification, which car, uh, copper is a key part of. And if you believe in decarbonization, if you believe in electrification, that doesn't happen without copper. And at the same time, these big infrastructure and stimulus programs bode well for copper and just extremely bullish there over the long term when you look at that supply demand situation over the next several years. You know, in very many ways, this chart, uh, similar to the gold chart, again, at least the fact that we're holding these upper levels near uh, record or all-time highs. In this instance, copper just recently came back and found support around $4 after failing to break out up and through five, but really not relenting. And one of those commodities that continues to feed into this inflation narrative here as well. Brian, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us this Tuesday morning. Brian Slusarchuk, the CEO of Zakatika Silver.